Good evening and welcome to Success in the City. My name's Helen Webster and I'm with the lovely Sandra Scott and our fabulous guest today is Gillian Wilson. Thank well, you Gillian for giving your time today. We are super excited to have you with us and we will find out loads and loads about you in a bit. But first we shout out to the kids, any little people who've done amazing things this week. So I'm going to kick off this week and I've got a few little people. So I was with Scarlett before, our little Scarlett, and I said, what have you done amazing this week that I can give you a shout out on the radio? So she's been practicing her cursive writing. So she's just writing the word get everywhere, apparently. Get. Get. No, I just picked the word get. But it might be like to get the little G, you know, because you have to do the down and up on it, don't you? This is quite tricky, isn't it? Anyway, so she's been. And I want to give a shout out to Georgia and Courtney and Ruby for preparing spooky Halloween food on Saturday night for our Halloween party. So they made these Oreo biscuits into spiders, which were amazing. And then they made these cookies and you put little marshmallows for the teeth. Um, and Ruby made these gorgeous like little Halloweeny brownies and things. So shout out to them for making spectacular food. Wow. So what about you, Sam? Um, I have got a little shout out uh, to young Esme, who started a new school. Um, oh. Who started a new school yesterday, in fact, uh, no, on Monday, in fact, who changed school. Um, she just started a school in September and they felt it wasn't right for her and they moved her. Um, and she's ecstatic and really happy. She said, oh. she gone to yeah, Esme. yeah, so well done to little Esme, who's only in reception. So oh. well done to her. What about you, Gillian? Um, my nephew's nine, he plays ice hockey and um, he plays for the under 12s actually. But what is great about all of those young people are when they're playing a team that maybe are not as good as they are. So, for example, on Saturday, when they get to eight, when, the other, when they've scored eight against the other team, they mm -hmm. then call it a mercy score because they do not count after eight. So they actually put 25 pucks in the net. But they don't count it, so the poor kids don't go home going, we got beat 25-0. They go, they got beat eight. And I just think that doesn't happen in all sports. They're lovely together. They're, you know, they, they have a bit of respect for the other the other team, really, and don't want to humiliate them. So I think all of them are great. That's brilliant. I love that. I love that. I love the fact that they... Because I think to get a thrashing... To get beat is one thing, but to get absolutely thrashed and then you go in and you're like, you know... What was the score? Oh, 25 1 or something. It's, 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 and it can stop some people playing, can't it? You know, yes, yeah. Um, so well done, well done to the ice hockey. And ice hockey is an unusual sport, isn't it? But his mum's from, um, is she American, isn't she? She's American, yeah. So she plays ice hockey, um, and American football. Jacob plays ice hockey for three different teams. Daddy's qualified as a coach now in ice hockey, so. They live in the rink of a weekend. <laughs> Brilliant. That's a cool thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So, San, what success have you had this week? I've got through the week, but also, okay. uh, yeah, uh, also, well, I'll tell you what, a little success, mine are normally little ones, aren't they? My little success I've had today is I've had me dinner already, which is good going for me, and I made this, well, I loved it anyway, um like a malaysian curry for dinner mm -hmm. or curry veg and you know i eat a fish and, um oh, is that the cat 
That was, that was the dog trying to get the cat. Then Jillian, seamless, you know, just like BBC. Um, so I did a um, smoked haddock and I put it in, and it was just lovely. I ju and I was like that, oh, and I really enjoyed it. And it's a good job it wasn't uh, fattening at all because I ate loads of it. Well so done. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I did it nice and spicy with chilies and very good. I know. I prepared my breakfast. I made me tea last night. Prepared me breakfast and me tea. Got it all ready. Took it out of the fridge this morning. And then Phil phoned me and he went, you've left you this on the on the And I was like, oh. So frustrating, isn't it? How organised I was. And that last little bit. But never mind. Um, um, Gillian, what's your success for, for the last week? I think on a work basis, it's actually getting things up and running, which I'll tell you about later. But on a... On a, on a personal level, I, it goes back to the ice hockey again. Um, as you know, we've now got a dog. We got a dog in um, the end of lockdown and we're training her to be an assistance dog to help Mark. So she's now taking, she'll take the ball to his hand. She'll, instead of dropping things on the floor, he can say to her, stay left when he takes her out wheelchair wise and she stays left. And we yeah. talk to the ice hockey to get her socialized with, with you know, a number of people in one place. And she was impeccable. Nobody even knew she was there. So I'm quite oh. pleased that we're getting somewhere with her. So, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I saw the photograph of her and she didn't look very impressed, did she? She was just sort of like sat off, wasn't she? You know, as if like, I'm not impressed with all this. Oh, that's brilliant. For But as a, as, a, as an assistant dog, that's brilliant, isn't it? Helen's dogs like that, you wouldn't know she was there. She's here now with me. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why the, the desk moved and the thing, because the cat come in to say hello and the dog was like, I'm not having you. Yeah, so I've got one on each hand at the moment. And I um, so my success this week was um, we took Lou, our amazing interactive playground, into St. George's with the gang at Autism in Motion on Thursday. So all the little people played and then the mums were all like having a little watch. So then I made all the mums play. So the mums, but the mums were loving it like secretly. Yeah. Um, and I think they were like, couldn't wait for the kids to go back to school. So then they can just actually have a day for themselves. And then in the nighttime, we turned it into a film. So we turned it into a movie night. So the size of the screen, because we were in the big hall and we blew it up massive. So the screen was the whole, so it was like being in the movies. So it was uh, absolutely brilliant and the kids loved it. So that was cool. Um, so yeah, so that's some nice little things going on this week. So a little bit more about Gillian. We're going to play this or that. Stan, are you going first or am I going first? I'll go first if that's okay. okay. Yeah, it's because I know Gillian quite well. Gillian, you are a fabulous, fabulous home baker, and you bake lots of lovely things. And you'd forgotten that you did a, a gluten-free birthday cake for me a couple of years ago. That was just delicious. Thank you. Um, so baking pie or cake? Okay. Oh, quick as a flash. Yeah. So pie is my favourite food in the world. I love pie. I just like pie is like, but I love cake. <laughs> and I don't bake either of them. All right. Um, I'd pro probably if I was making something, probably cake mm. would be easier for me. But I'm not. My mum does all the baking. Yeah. What about you, San? Well, if I'm cooking, I prefer to make a cake than a pie but if i'm eating i love pies <gasps> do you love pie pies as well yeah and i don't eat them very often obviously because i'm gluten-free but you can get the gluten-free 
pastry and that one of course it is quite fattening isn't it but i do enjoy it it's nice as a treat certainly i just love pies but, I you love know the piece you want more don't you especially in this weather yeah it's nice or like even a sweet like an apple pie or something like that i enjoy as well yeah 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 okay so you're on a night out starter or dessert starter starter yeah. really yeah gluten-free there's not a, there's not always a great choice there's not always a great choice of anything but certainly that's i tend to find more starter than than dessert yeah um dessert 100 million percent and did you know you have a dessert stomach no, no. google no. it google it and you'll see the photograph of the dessert stomach Helen has so this, have this. You have this like little pocket there, which is a dessert stomach. So there's always room for dessert. Like a ruminant. Yeah, Google it. Yeah, go on, Sam. Okay. Because I know you've got family. We were just talking about doing ice hockey that. Sheffield or Leeds, Gillian? Uh, Sheffield. I don't know Leeds that well, if I'm honest. So Sheffield. Okay. Hell, you used to live in Sheffield. I used to live in Sheffield, so I'm going to say Sheffield as well. I love Sheffield. Sheffield's an amazing, amazing city. Yeah. It's a really diverse city. It's unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, and, and I, I really love Sheffield, yeah. I don't think so. And you're very, very close to um, the hills. Yeah, the peaks. The Peak District. I was thinking, I couldn't think what it was called then. Um, the Peak District, you're within, like, 10 15 minutes and, and you're out on yeah. like where the lady bow your dam and all that sort of stuff is just uh absolutely amazing and you're just like in the wilderness so yeah sheffield although i have been to leeds is very nice well i don't know sheffield at all so i would have to say leeds because i don't know if but i thought you might have been to both you guys leeds so is I'm quite a cool city now it's nice it's nice shops and that and um like if you've got young people the imperial war museums there, yeah which is fabulous yeah which has Henry VIII's suit of armour, which is very small. Oh, mm. There you go. So there Not just success in the city, education as well. Okay. Video games or board games? Um, Gillian. Showing my age now, board games. Board games, hands down. And yeah. um, one of the things is when you do a video game, the chances of six people playing it together in the same family are rare let's face yeah. it whereas you can have a board game you can all sit around and you know kids they do get in at first they'd be like what's this but when they play it and enjoy it and a lot of kids when you talk what they what they remember or when you talk back about christmas even people in the 20s now they might say oh, i like to play the board games and it, it's a nice fact as long as you haven't got one of these mad families where people go mental and monopoly causes murder and they lash it everywhere if you've got a normal polite family um, you can play it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think board games are really good things to do with kids as well. And of course, don't forget, I like to do them in foreign languages because I've got monopolies a different and it's good for counting and, um, mm. and all the rest of it. Board games, hands down. I'm 100% board games because I think video games zap your life away. I remember when we first got the PS2 or 3 or whatever number it was. And um, I remember playing on it and I wasn't really a gamer sort of thing. And I remember playing on a Harry Potter game and literally six hours of your life disappears. And then when I was going to bed, I was dreaming in, in, in the game. And I thought, these kids, no wonder they're all off their heads. Because like, 
<laughs> you must be dreaming in the game. It was just it absolutely. But I do love it. But I think a board game. And in the Baltic is a little um, cafe that has got. It, it's just. It's. It, I think it's called Board and Board and Dice or something like that. And it's a little tiny cafe, and it's full of board games from all around the world. We will have to go then. Around the corner from us. Yeah. Around the corner. I'll take you. I'll take you on. Around the corner from our office, but it's got every single board game from like the floor to the ceiling. Just and people can just go in and play board games and have a coffee. Yeah, it's amazing. I shall thrash you. That's masterpiece. We'll see. That's a challenge if ever I heard one. Okay, yes. go on, Dan. Dead yeah, I'm playing this. Dog or cat? Because you've just got a dog. 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 Okay. Dog. Okay. Cats scare me a bit. Dog. Oh, don't listen, cat. The cat. The cat's gone. The dog's still here. Look, see, she's here. Okay. Right. So I love dogs, but I like cats as well. And I like I like them. Cats are just dead independent, and that. Cats but... have staff. Dogs have owners. Cats have staff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We did have a cat that was completely obnoxious in its character mm -hmm. and there's no other way to put it. And it'd be quite aloof at times. And then it would only come near me if the other two weren't there. <laughs> but I, I, most cats make a beeline for me straight away. Yeah. But, uh, but dogs are just lovely, aren't they? They're dead friendly and everything. Yeah. So I'd be hard picked to but I suppose cats for me make less mess. Although <sighs> some of them are very multi. I think dogs make less mess than cats. I think cats are, make loads of mess. Okay, random. So there you go. So there you go. Okay. Um, a cruise or a long haul flight? Oh. Where's it going? Um, um, oh, my answer pre pandemic would have been cruise. Um, and now I'm torn. Oh, long haul flight. No, it depends where it's going, as you said. No cruise, because at least you can see different places, can't you? You don't have to keep packing your bag. So, yeah. Cruises are lovely and they're, they're great fun and all the rest of it. And I've been on a cruise and I really enjoyed it. But I love flying, don't I? Absolutely love it. And of course, if you were the lovely airline getting looked after, what more do you want? It's just dead nice, and you get where you go a lot quicker. But I suppose that with the cruise, the journey is the holiday. But um, I don't like anything about cruises. They stop off at places, and you're like, you've got four hours there, or you don't mm. get to places properly. Whereas if you go somewhere on long haul, presumably you're spending time there, and you get to look yeah. around, yeah. So I've never been on a cruise because I get really, really seasick. Um, and I know everybody says, oh, you won't feel it because they're so big and stuff like that. I can't even go on a rowing boat. Um, I got like really seasick on the sea cat and everything, so for me, it'd be playing hands down. But I would love to go on a cruise, I'd love to go on a cruise. I love, to, I love the thought of waking up somewhere different every morning. I think that's yeah. amazing. And you know what? It's dead nice. Sorry, Gillian, what were you saying? I was gonna say, what we put we've done the Queen Mary 2 to, to New York a number of times and back, so that you don't see another ship, you don't see anything for seven nights. But that I love, whereas a cruise, mm, I could take it or leave it for the, the ocean. I know, I'd have a panic attack in the middle of the ocean seven nights. Oh, I wouldn't like that at all. I don't know if I'd get like a bit, I know there's loads to do on the on the, on the the boat and stuff, but I don't know if I'd get a bit bored. 
when um when I've I been bored on the cruise, but I've never been bored on the QM. Yeah. When I uh, took my mum to, we went up to Alaska, um, and we sailed up from uh, Vancouver. Yeah. And so you, the the way you go, there's just beautiful glaciers mm. either side. It's just absolutely gorgeous. And um, they had yoga studios there, and you do yoga, and it's got all the windows open, and you're doing the glaze. Oh wow! So nice, you know. It was just I, I did enjoy that. But when we got to the places, you were just a little bit, there, and it's quite yeah. like cruise ship after cruise ship after cruise ship. Yeah. And yeah. We all do this, and it's just a bit, you know. So there you go. Yeah. So that's it. We're all done. Um, yeah. So we now know a little bit more about Gillian's this or that. Um, now, Sandra, you're going to introduce Gillian. Okay. So I am absolutely delighted, um, after a bit of confusion on my part the other week, <laughs> that we've got Gillian Wilson as our guest today. And Gillian does extensive voluntary work and has done for years and fundraising and just as a general all-round good human being. Um, and I wanted you to come on today to talk about what you do at Bradbury, Bradbury Field, but also, and the reason we started this programme was to talk about good things that people done in the lockdown, stuff for helping others. And you did something amazing, which doesn't surprise me with your husband, Mark, because that's the type of people you are, which I'm hoping you'll speak about in a minute. So take it away, Gillian. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great. It's been um, a little while, hasn't it? But it's been, it is great to come on. Um, the thing you're talking about for lockdown. Um, so Mark, as you know, is a wheelchair user. And at the beginning of um, the pandemic, all it was, wasn't it, was news, 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 same news, but news, news, news. And then the news started to be about, well, people with a disability, mm, they're going to be at the back of the queue if there's anything yeah. needed. And it started to just take in every single bit of news. And you know, he's an intelligent, funny, creative human being, but I think he was being consumed by it. So mm. we've seen a Facebook post on somebody local. So we're Great Sankey Warrington. Um, our post goes WA5. And we saw somebody saying, let's set up. Who's interested in setting up or coming on board to set up a WA5 Good Neighbours type of group? So we got involved straight away. And um, from the beginning, obviously, with Mark being on the shielding list, um, we didn't go out. So we literally had not go in a shop for 14 months, um, which is no bad thing because I hate shopping. <laughs> um, but what we were doing, we were the behind the scenes. So I did a few bids, got some money in. We got some, um, we got leaflets printed, and a load of people locally would put them through the door saying, if you need anything, here's a number. Wow. Um, and people, then the parish council gave us the youth club because it wasn't going to be used to store mm. things in. Um, and generally, we got together. Um, the youth club people would bring donations they'd be quarantined for 72 hours then we'd put them together mark yeah. and i were, were ordering you know um hundred weights of potatoes and um you know nine, 90 cauliflowers and we could tell you the price you know the good things to buy at whatever week it was and we were doing that really and then people were packing and from the march to the august we got um 21,000 food parcels out wow five 21,000 food parcels. You're going to have an exit strategy, haven't you? And a lot of yeah. people become reliant, um, but for different reasons. So 
as we came out of the sort of second lockdown and looked at we can't carry this on um the question was do you still need and we had about 19 people out of all of those hundreds of people that said no I, i've got my neighbor now or my daughter or my somebody travel so they could help me but i'll so miss seeing somebody once a week yeah. so uh. we kept that so lindsay and a couple of volunteers on a wednesday still use the youth club on a wednesday afternoon and they do tea and cake oh amazing so it's been really lovely to be able to not just leave people when the when the thing they wanted was the company was the human contact definitely and i think massively during lockdown you know people checking in on their neighbors and yeah. um you know going shopping for them and stuff and some people as you were saying then it could be the only time that they actually spoke to somebody and i was thinking you know i hope that certain things still carry on i know that one of our friends was taking one of the ladies bins out for her you know every week yeah. um, and now she goes and has sunday dinner with them every now and again um, and that was just him he, he just said oh i'll take your bins out you know um and then they got talking and they knew people and you know and then somebody had lived by somebody and um and all that sort of stuff and and it is that like human contact isn't it you know and uh and and i think you know you've got like a nice little community vibe going on and people will look after each other then won't they yeah it's just yeah i think it shows the, the, the all you ever hear about isn't it are the the, the minus the, the negative sides of things when there's so much good going on in most people's community isn't that um and unless you sort of part of it or recipient of it you don't always know and that's what and that's why we set the show up it was to highlight the amazing positives of yes we were in a pandemic and things were happening but then you've got like you know you and your volunteers and and, and the, the amazing things that you've done and for different reasons so you know some people did it because they'd and and you know you've done it to try and you know sort of support mark as well you know if he's feeling a bit sort of you know helpless and stuff like that well no come here because as you say you know he's a highly intelligent man and um you know capable of amazing things so put his talents to use isn't it you know Absolutely. And, and that's actually, I know we've mentioned the hound already, but that's how we got the dog. Um, so so on the, one of the very first days of doing that, um, I just put a post on saying, Do you know, if anybody's going to Asda, could you get me some gluten free um, gravy granules? I don't want anyone to go, but if you are, and this lady, um, she messaged back and she said, Oh, I've got gluten free flour in my cupboard that I've never used. What's your address? Yeah. And it turns out she lives in the next road. So she came yeah. around and she had she was a guide dog puppy walker and, oh. her, and so rita who's now our dog was her 25th guide dog puppy um, um bring this this dog who was wasn't a small donkey then as she is now yeah. bring this dog and um every day she started to come she'd bring mum's paper because mum's as you know here in like a granny flat but mm -hmm. go and get the liverpool echo you live in the outback Gillian, um, what type of dog is it a labradoodle. Oh, a labradoodle. Oh, she doesn't look that big on the photographs. I thought she was more cocker yeah. size. With um, you saying a small donkey? She seems to be. So Karen would knock every day with mum's paper. And this 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 dog would make a beeline for Mark, just bypass me. Well, that was fine because I was never into, you know, dogs particularly. Bypass me, go to Mark, loved him. Um, and then 
she was with Karen a year longer than she should have been because, oh, of, COVID. because of COVID. She didn't get her, you know, going on a train and going on mm. a bus. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, and so when March came of um, this year, she was to go to her next stage of training, and she just didn't make it. She was she had um, separation anxiety. Ah. Um, wouldn't put the harness on, which is a bit essential if you you know you can't see you need to put harness. Yeah. On. Um, and Mark said, "Oh, we could have her. We could, we could <laughs> from you know from guidance. We could adopt her." I'm like, yeah. And then she didn't make it, and they're like, "We don't know now." Um, and I don't know. I have no clue why I went. Yeah, okay then. Okay. <laughs> it was meant to be. And the next thing, we've adopted her, and she's here, but she will not leave oh. my side. She will not leave me alone. Ah. And he sends so, me pictures one day a week if I go into the office and he'll send and I go out at eight and eleven o'clock he'll send me a picture of this dog sitting like that with her nose on the letterbox behind the front door waiting. It's so uh, <laughs> so, right? I mean, you know, like a dog is it, it, it's company and you know, and you were saying before, you know, you're gonna try and train it as an assistant dog for Mark. Um and if she sort of has done the basic training of being a guide dog, then she'll she'll just nail it then, won't she? Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Which, which is amazing. Oh, how cute is that? And the guide dog leads us in nicely, really. I know. Um, to the work you're doing with Bradbury Fields. So not everyone will know what charity Bradbury Fields is or what it does or where it's located. So would you be able to tell us a bit about that first, please, and what you yes, do for certainly. them? Bradbury Fields were given um, the freedom of the city of Liverpool in 2018. So they got the freedom of the city because they've been here so long. So they've been going 163 years. Um, to the service users, it's an amazing, well, it is an amazing organisation. And I say to the service users, because people who don't use the service, who are not blind and partially sighted, don't know about us. No. Say to people, we're in Liverpool 14, and they go, Well, I live in Liverpool 14, I don't know where you are. Yeah. And then we say, Behind Aldie on East Prescott Road, and they go, I know where that is. So I'm there to try and get that message out a bit more, really. Um, so Bradbury Fields are, are, is a charity for people who are blind and partially sighted. So there's the rehab team who look after. Um, people once they have been referred as losing or lost their sight for Liverpool and for Nosley, we hold the contract for um, Liverpool City Council and for Nosley. Mm -hmm. So the rehab team is also an area of, of equipment that people might need, so we can loan them that first to see if it's oh, the right okay. equipment. Right. Um, we've got a benefits team of two part-time people who, in I've got a figure in 2019-20 before the pandemic. Um, got £280,000 in benefits that people were were owed but didn't have. Wow. But in the pandemic, when they couldn't go and see anyone, um, 2021, for 65 people, those two part-timers got £243,000 in benefits that people didn't know they were entitled to, which is amazing, isn't it? Absolutely. Wow, it is. Um, so there's the benefit side. And then we've got the, um, the active, the clubs. So the... Um, to be active some um we're not really back to people going out to the gym and out swimming yet um we've still got pretty stringent covid restrictions in the building um mm -hmm. but for on the data on a daily basis we've got the clubs the um 
active, active vision clubs. So we're still restricting numbers. We've got about 15 people per day um, and they come in. So we've got, and we're desperately, desperately in need of volunteer minibus drivers. Because um, I'll put that out on the page, volunteer minibus drivers. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, there's a club each day. And it could be that Monday the minibuses pick people up in North Liverpool and on Tuesday South Liverpool. That's how the clubs mm. are made up. Um, minibus drivers come into Bradbury, pick up the minibus around eight, half past eight, about half eight they go out and they'll pick up the 15 people um, mm. and they bring them back. And the club starts about 10 in the morning. They'll do wheelchair, uh, sorry, um, seated aerobics or things like that. Mm. Um, then they have their lunch and then the afternoon they may be entertainer so um last week was the ukulele club that we're in um so that's the, that's the format and then the minibus drivers sometimes it's the same people and they stay as a volunteer in the club or sometimes they go and they come back or it's different mm -hmm. but the next sort of stage is they start to get um coats on and get into the minibuses about half two and then mm -hmm. they back home and then the minibuses come back about half four so it's it's two two and a half hours in the morning and two two and a half hours in the you know mid-afternoon really um but without the volunteer minibus drivers people can't get to the clubs yeah yeah of course so they're quite quite essential really yeah so the new i didn't realize but my driving license because i'm so old my driving license i think lets me drive anything i don't know it about does it. It does. It covers the, but the new driving licenses don't. You have to now do um like a minibus top yeah. up. Yeah. Well, so I I can drive a minibus. Um. So I've got like you know the, the the old license and I can drive the minibus. Um. But yeah, the new licenses you have to now do like yeah. a, a top up on your on your on your sort of your driving license thing to be able to drive a yeah. minibus. Um. Also, when our volunteers get to seventy, they can't drive the minibus anymore. No, because that's happened to me, Dad. My dad wasn't able to, um, so my dad used to drive the minibus everywhere. And then when it, once he got to 70, and he's like 80 now, quite absolutely yeah. able to drive a minibus, you know. Um, and uh, when, when you know, we used to borrow the local youth club's minibus and stuff, and they said, that, oh, no, you, you know, your dad can't drive it no more. And I was like, why? And they were like his age. And I was like, have you seen him? You know, yeah. um, and uh, he's probably like fitter and, you know, more capable and careful of driving than a lot of, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but I've um, I've done the chair based aerobics in um, Bradbury Fields, um, and it's an amazing, amazing building. So, um, behind Aldi, um, you know, and the guide dogs are on the other side, aren't they? You know, where, where the guide dogs are. And um, I went and did uh, my visually impaired um, blind training first, um, which was unbelievable unbelievable and, and and things that you just don't realize you know um and and the things that they, they told us and um we got to try all different types of glasses on you know to see different types of vision loss and, and stuff like that um and uh, the guy who took us was frank who um so he he plays golf and he plays the piano and he, he's blind you know he plays golf he plays the piano um he was a university lecturer in birmingham um absolutely phenomenal phenomenal guy how does he play golf so they'll have a they, they have um, a ball with like um a bell in it they'll have a sound in, in, in the, and, and so they can hear that where the ball is 
Um, and you just need to you just need to Google or like go onto YouTube and watch. And the best people to watch is blind footballers. Blind footballers yeah. are phenomenal. Helen, I went to the Paralympics when they were in London, and I watched two blind football games, and it was unbelievable. Yeah. It's just like full on football. Yeah. Honestly, it was just incredible, and it just you know it was very very humbling. And it's the talent, you know, the talent that these people have got, and they can do it. You know, they'll find a way. And I think being around them, it's just so inspiring. But I'm going to tell you a little story about this lady. So we went in, and um, she um, she set the room. uh, Oh no, so she said, um, "Oh, we're ready now." And, And and so off she goes, and she starts bringing all these people in and sitting them down. And I'm thinking, I'm sure she said to me that she was blind, you know. Anyway, so you know, you can't really say anything like that, can you? Mm-hmm. So anyway, she brought them all in, sat them all down, sat next to me. And then we were doing part of the ex- um, exercise. And part of the exercise is, I said, so it's heels. So, you, you know, you use, you put your heel out, you know, like, so we're, we're chair-based and we, we're, you know, we're, we're tapping our heels. And the lady next to her was doing it with her, with her toe. And she says to this lady, she goes, um, oh, no, no, use your heel, not your toe. So I thought, she's well, haven't we on here? She's not blind. <laughs> so at the end of the session, I said, oh, I said, I hope you don't mind. I said, but I'm, I said, I'm sure somebody told me that you were blind. She said, yeah, yeah, I am. I said, have you got any vision? Because they're quite open if you if you have an open conversation, you know. And I said, have you got any vision? And she goes, no, no, no. She said, I was born, you know. And, and I was like, I said, but you brought everybody in and then you were telling that woman about it. And she said, yeah, yeah, she said, I set the room up. So she said, I knew where the chairs were when I was bringing them in. And she said, the noise of somebody putting their heel out and somebody putting their toe out, she said, it's a different noise on the carpet. Well, I was blown away then. I was like, I said, that's just amazing, you know. And um, I had to be, my, my only thing, I had to be very careful about what I wore on those days. So I wear like really crazy leggings, don't I? Um, I had to make sure that I either had, darker leggings and lighter shoes or lighter shoes so you have to have a contrast between your clothes because some people who've got a little bit of vision they can see sort of shades so i remember going and i had black and white trainees and black and white legs and my leg basically and my feet just blended in with each other and it was only one of them said you know oh, can you blend it and i was like oh all right yeah and in bradbury the door frames are dark aren't they and the doors are light so you always think of like having a white door frame they're like a purpley dark and everything's like a contrast so you have a dark something and a light something and some of them can see the and it's just it's amazing it's amazing and the people in there are just yeah it's fab yeah yeah so uh, an amazing place to be yeah so what's your role in there then jill um, I'm fund. I'm a fund. The fundraiser, the sole fundraiser for a tw- covering a twelve month maternity cover. Okay. So I was on the board uh, during lockdown. I'd gone onto the board there, and then, um, well, three years, three years prior to that, um, when Phil was chief exec, Phil Longworth, he asked me would I help him put a job description together and would I do some interviewing for a fundraiser. Um, and then when we did that, he's like, okay, do you want to keep in touch with the, the fundraisers? You know, if, if they want any information and, and they would, re- you know, message, if, is this legal or, or whatever? So we kept in touch. Then I went on to the board and then Lou announced she was um, pregnant and she was going on mat leave. And Phil was like, what are we going to do in the pandemic? Um, yeah. Recruiting, where's the best place? So it just seemed 
it seemed logical. I've taken early retirement three years ago, um, did have itchy feet a little bit. Um, and it seemed logical to say, well, I'll step off the board. I'll do the three days a week for the 12 months because yeah. I've got my head around the organisation. Yeah. And then when Lou comes back, I'll step, you know, step off and, and, and um, go back onto the board if they'll have me. So that's, that's, how, that's how I'm there. Um, and how was how was the fundraising then during um during lockdown i know um there's been different ways of of creating using creativity shall we say yeah i think for me um so i've always been in the sector i've always been in the voluntary sector um I, i've never worked with visually impaired people before so it's for me it's remembering for example on a facebook post to do a description of the the picture that kind of thing. Oh, right. Yeah. And I think with that's where we didn't fare well on some of the creative things that maybe other people might have been doing. We, I, I need to. We need to grow. We, we've got a good um, social media base. We've got you know supporters that follow, but they're mainly internal, and we need to get out. We need people to like and share the page. Um, it's you know simple to find. It's Bradbury Fields. But we need that more. You go in and you're like, you know, I'm trying to share it then. I'll share it after. Okay, Mm -hmm. thank you. It's the only way we can grow and and get, you know, more external people to see what we do, support us and so on. Um, So fundraising was really, didn't really happen for 12 months. Yeah. Do any face to face. Um, Lou did online things like text to donate and things like that. And then I'd come in and, really just planned for now and looked mm. at other things and streamlined a few things and so this quarter is our first quarter of of doing face-to-face stuff amazing so, yeah. so what's in the what's in the pipeline then what what we got forward to look uh, what we got to look forward to we've got um we've people are asking are we doing a christmas fair because they love the christmas fair and yeah. the, the answer is no because you know hell in the building you go in it goes two ways and we do have our own our license bar and a function suite in there um but it it doesn't lend itself to being compact not compact it doesn't lend itself for it's not spacious enough is it all over the place so we said no but we do a boot sale so we're doing a car boot sale on saturday this saturday coming saturday 9 and it's turned into a little bit of a car boot market so there are a couple of people that maybe are not doing car boot goods but they're doing christmas crafts oh brilliant so my my mum's gonna have a a, you know a a space because she's been knitting um christmas nativities nine (gasps) nativity sets they're gorgeous um so she you know so she's going to be doing that and there's a couple there's another lady with wax melt so presents as well as so that's Mm -hmm. on saturday um and then after that we've got an an abba night on the 3rd of december um and on the 12th of december we've got our carol concert but we're moving that over to um holy spirit church on the corner of duffcott avenue and east prescott road yeah um and now we're doing a raffle so we've got our raffle at the minute and thank you ladies for your donation of a raffle prize that was so lovely thank you cool the raffle is now up and running it's on just giving it's on our website and it's you know actual tickets yeah Um, and, and hopefully we'll bring in about three and a half thousand um, on that. Because Amazing. That's what we do. Brilliant. 
Jillian, is there a link on the Facebook page to buy raffle tickets and that? Because I'll share that as well. We'll share all of these yeah, events and things. There is, but I think I need to. It's trustee week this week. So I've been trying to concentrate on getting our information about our trustees out. Yeah. I need to revisit that um, and put the Just Giving link on for the raffle tickets now. They're up and running. Um, okay. The thing I'm trying to get people in to, to, to take on board is Giving Tuesday giving tuesday on the 30th of november so giving tuesday started off um in the charity sector as a as a, um, a compensation for black friday so everyone oh, okay. was black friday buying and buying mm. and the movement was sort of well let's see what charities can get so yeah. giving tuesday came along and it's amazing that last year, £20.2 million was given to charities on the 30th what? of November. It's amazing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. so Alan trying to get that message out that Giving Tuesday is giving anything, time, skills, money, anything really, just to give them it to, it doesn't have to be to charity, it can be to community, it can be anything. But it's a great thing, isn't it, to hang your hat on do you know what? I, th I think that's a very good initiative because when, say, somebody went and bought something on Black Friday or and you said, oh, what did you get last year? You wouldn't know. What did you get for Christmas last year? A lot of people couldn't tell you. A lot of children couldn't yeah. tell you what they got for Christmas. It, they're just meaningless. But at the time, they might seem so important and essential to people. And actually, they're not. It's just stuff, isn't yeah. it? You know, and it, it's... It's not about that, and it's about living a. I think the lockdowns taught a lot of people really about a better, happier, full. You know, get the yeah. board games out, never mind the video games. And um, it's yeah. that type of thing, isn't it? You know, people queue, yeah. and you see things on the telly, which I find really disturbing, where people are pushing people out of the oh. way. I know a lot of them. They start, I mean, I don't like queuing full stop. Really, if there's a queue, I'll just will leave something yeah. back. But you know, like people queuing for all these things and i get it if it's something they need in their life if they haven't got a cooker or a washing machine or something and they need something desperately and it's reduced and it means they can have it but not when it's all like looks like a big tv or something i not just climbing over people to get yeah, to something yeah. i think oh really did you all just be locked up yeah, yeah. and i think <laughs> it's down to that level of actually actually pushing someone out the way to get something you just I just find it bizarre. I find it bizarre that you desperately need that item in your life. I just find it bizarre. Well, actually, and you know, when we were saying earlier about cruises, and this is one of the things that I didn't like about the cruise, the food was unbelievably good. We went with um, Amer amazing five-star uh, ship, Holland, America, just an amazing cruise yeah. line. And then um, people pushed my son out the way to get to ice cream and he was seven Although i did push a child out of the way in disney so i could get in the car to have my photograph taken i'd waited i'd been dead polite and i thought no move made him <laughs> and i shoved his kid out the way <laughs> i've been there about 15 minutes and i was thinking oh hell you've been polite and they were all just on the right <laughs> Was it a blind child as well, Helen? No, no, no just yeah, I've had enough now. That's so the great work you're doing for charity, Gillian. <laughs> so, what are the future plans for um, Bradbury Fields then? Next year, I am trying to canvas the, the, the support. I mean, I want to do a fire walk. <gasps> um, 
next spring, if you like. Well, stop, 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 stop. So we were all set to do a firework for Whitechapel. On the 17th of November. And it was cancelled. And we and Helen was well up for it. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to do that. So what is this? And tell us all about the firework, because this is what we want to do. I just, I needed, I was, I was trying to get um, an idea of if people were interested. because Yes, we are. I've got 10 people who, who were interested. Oh, brilliant. We can do it then because Yay! what I don't want to do is sign up to something, struggle for numbers, and then put all that work in and only break even. It's yes. got to be a good return on it. How many people in total do you need to do the firework, need. Sorry. 60. No, we need, we need 20 people to raise probably around £75 each to make it the beginning of being viable and then after that everything is a massive bonus um, we want 60 people all raising 50 quid each yeah, that would be fabulous yeah yeah okay so why we'll, we'll put it out on here and how do they contact you about signing up for this and when is it it's i haven't got a date in because i just wanted to know the, the thought but now i can go and get a date for yeah Mark. get a date get a date do it in um, December when it's freezing and we'll all be okay. I think it's a dead good idea to do it when it's freezing. No, cool wet grass. Yeah. Off you go. I was thinking maybe March as it got into slightly better weather, but maybe yeah. we want it to be snowing as they're walking on the fire. Exactly. freezing, you'll be like, let me run on the hot cold. <laughs> yeah. It's all in your mind. Anthony did it, didn't he, last week? Anthony's joking, I guess, last week, and he done it. And your feet are black, you know, for a couple of days. Only for three days, though. I thought they were for like weeks. So I'm well, I'm even more impressed now. I wouldn't have done it. Imagine going to the shoe shop and then not knowing you've done the walk. And, and you've been on your holidays and, and, and you're sitting on the on, on, on the sun lounge and your feet are black. They'll be like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, definitely, definitely book it in. We, we'll get, we'll yeah, get people for that. 100%. Because yeah. we wanted, we were gutted it got cancelled. Um, but it's been on. It's something I've always wanted to do. Really, I've um, wanted to do it since I was about ten. When I watched somebody right, doing it, right, and I thought, right, right, that's it. Okay, let's do it. Get it in the diary. Get it booked. Yeah. Okay, I do like events. I just think there's often um, the amount of work you put into an event mm. to um, for the end result. You could possibly use your your time a little bit better, depending. However, the flip side of events is it gives you the opportunity to promote the organisation and to yeah. show people what the organisation does who maybe don't know anything about it. So, you know, it's got it's got its PR side as well as its, its fundraising side, hasn't it? Yeah, you've got to balance it, haven't you? Because yeah, yeah. I think people just think, oh, well, they just rock up and do this, like, you know, a walk yeah. or they just rock up and do, the, you know, this fire walk. But it's yeah. the amount of planning and everything that goes into it. And as you were saying before, you know, the risk of, you know, maybe we won't, you know, we'll only break even. And you think, I've committed all that time yeah, to break even. Amazing. It's just it's just not good enough. It needs to be a... Okay. And it's horses we did for courses, isn't it? In the, yeah. in the sense of you pick. I've done some amazing events over the years. And when I was with um, Western Spirit, when I managed Simon Weston, um, mm -hmm. and for people who, you always know how old people are when they go, who? <laughs> oh no, we know him. <laughs> when I was, I used to manage Simon, and it was a sort of a national post. Mm -hmm. And I've met Paul Newman um, on the roof of the Waldorf in New York. We've, we've. What a story! I know. I used to do um, 
a, a quarterly breakfast at Buckingham Palace um, with Prince Andrew. Um, different things because I've met because of Simon. You meet. I've done some yeah. amazing events, amazing events. Um, <laughs> however, everything is. Uh, um, uh, Paul Newman, for example, I know he's not here, but if you took that scenario, he, he wouldn't be interested in us selling his sources because we don't have the. Yeah. yeah, as in, so you've got to take everything, haven't you, as a definitely um, yeah. appropriateness, I suppose. But I think a fire walk, there's loads of people out there that mm, would be interested, so that's what we're going to do. Get in. Oh, you've got some good stories Get there, in. you know. You, I bet you have. Yeah. That's really interesting that you've done yeah. that because you've worked for loads of charities, haven't you? It's what you've sort of spent a lot of time doing, isn't it? Yeah. So, after you work for yeah. Western Spirit, who did you work for then? Um, so I work for Bernardo's, then, oh, I went to Macmillan after Western Spirit. Mm -hmm. So I was with Macmillan for 10, 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, and again, and then, again uh, everything's, a pro, every, everything's, I used, my target was a million pound a year that I used to bring wow. in. And yet here I am at Bradbury with, you know, double figures to bring in and it's so hard. Yeah. So again, it's horses for courses and and stuff you do is because Macmillan is 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 a is a household name, isn't it? You know, everybody knows Macmillan, don't they? You know, and uh... half your target, or you know, you wear the coffee morning. So, well, we did a we did a cake sale. Um, yeah. We should be giving a shout out to all. That's our shout out. Well, I'm, I've called them sort of grown ups on that one because of the excellent work that they did. So I'm going to give them a shout out on that. Honest to God, I wouldn't go on about it if you're going to mention it, but it was a great success. So, so many people do that, and that's like a national thing. And a lot of businesses do it, they'll do a cut, and it's nice. And that just raises money overnight for them. Yeah, and I think the beauty is you get other people to raise your money for you, don't you? Yeah. That's that's where the, that's where the, the work comes in is getting other people to to raise yeah. the money for you, isn't it? So we'll put all of the, all of the events and stuff, Jill, on on the um on our page and stuff, and all the links. And anyone wants to firewall, come with us. So we could talk to you forever, and we're slowly running out. Yeah, like what? Um, anyway, Joe Galbraith is listening in, and she says, "Hi, ladies. Ooh, Sandra, your eyebrows look lovely. Well, I've done nothing to them. Um, I think hair's a bit lighter. I haven't. I don't do well." Most people will know I don't do anything with my eyebrows. They look like they look when I wake up in the morning. People there get their eyebrows done, don't they? Yeah. They're just my eyebrows. There you go. She's just got gorgeous eyebrows. Okay. Um, so, red face moment. Something that's happened this week that people can laugh along with, not at. Has anything happened to you, San? Yeah, I can't share mine because it's rude. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Anything for you, Gillian? Oh, I bet you've got one, Jill. Even if it wasn't this week. Oh, yeah, there's probably. Uh, uh, it, it's sort of not mine, but it's, can I give you marks? Yes, yeah. give us marks. Yeah, Mark won't mind. <laughs> he won't mind. When he was in cab on, on Friday, his booster, and as you both know, ladies, he's only got one arm. Um, and he went, and the, the guy giving the booster said, which arm do you want this in? And he went, well, um, I think it's going to be, I've only got one. He went, well, which arm? He said, well, it's my left arm. And he went, okay, give me your left arm. And it was not. Whereas when he, was when he was diagnosed with diabetes, his GP said, so this is what you do and this is what you do. And I'll make an appointment for you at the podiatrist. And as you know, Mark doesn't have any legs. And he went, well, there's just a little bit of a problem, you know, because have you seen that gap in the wheelchair and the floor? 
I haven't got any feet. And she she was mortified. She did see the funny side of it. But no, last Friday, he didn't actually. Yeah. Well, that wasn't embarrassing for Mark. It was embarrassing for the person who said it. But yeah. had I been Mark, I'd have been inclined to offer the arm that didn't exist and, think, <laughs> and say, see how you get on with that. Do your best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my red face is... As everybody knows, we're looking for a venue to, to house Lou. So we're looking for some property. Mm -hmm. And um, we've been looking for like a year for a unit to house Lou, you know, our, our product. So just as um, we were on the internet and then Emma had a little look and he said, oh, yeah, hell is it? So I said, well, I'm going to ring this woman. So I put my phone on loud, you know, on speaker. And I dialed the number and it's ringing and ringing. And we were having a conversation or something. Sandra happens to tell me this story, which had happened to her years ago, right? And as she says the crucial line, which made me laugh, the girl picked the phone up and said, hello, but I couldn't speak. I was gone, like gone. So I'm roaring laughing, but I can't speak. Emmett and Sandra ran out the office and I was going, and I went, I'm gone, I'm gone, like that. But you know, sometimes when you're laughing, you can just sort of get yourself back, can't you? I couldn't, and and I was going. I'll be with you. I'll be with you. <laughs> and just after a while, she just went ding and put the phone down on me. Oh, as, as we rang, I thought, oh, I'll have to ring this poor girl back. As I rang back, my number was blocked. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like these. I'll have, to ring them. I'll have to ring them, Helen. So yeah, so so we didn't get through to them. So that was that was my red face. Um, so shout out to the grown ups. What grown ups have done amazing things this week, San? Um, quite a few actually. There's loads going on out and about. People winning awards left, right, and centre. Um, I wanted to give a shout out because she is a um a grown up to our Beth, whose birthday it um was today. So yeah. Beth um, is doing her traineeship with us and she's just amazing. She's an absolute little dream. We love her to bits. And she was 17 and she's gone to see JLS this evening. Oh, delighted that she's going to see JLS. We had a big JLS conversation today. Yeah, I know. And then also I wanted to give a shout out to Oliver Jude. Yeah. Who won a brilliant award again for being a young entrepreneur. You know, he's so successful the age of him. With these are former guests as well. So... Gillian, you'll be winning another award next week, I'm sure, after being on this show. Yeah, for being the best firewalker organiser ever. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. Um, what's what? Any shout up for grown ups for you, Jill? Yeah, I don't know if you can see this. Just lift it a bit higher for me and make it a bit more central. Oh, it looks a bit of an arch. They're all knitted poppies. Oh, <gasps> where are they? knitted poppies that the wi the local wi have all knitted oh. and put against the new park where i am in great sankey it's gorgeous oh. um, shout out to the ladies in the wi oh 100 and, and lots of people are knitting the ones that go on top of the um post boxes aren't they which are amazing yeah which is just brilliant so keep knitting if you can knit and crochet if you can crochet amazing oh that's lovely that good shout out that one i like that um so i'm going to give a shout out to rach um, who hosted a Halloween party um, and it was just the fanbo who went it was just us who went and it was amazing and um, she played loads of games so they played games it's like a proper old-fashioned party yeah. and we did the mummy game and we did splat the spider and we did wow. um, 
instead of pin the tail on the donkey you got a sticker of a spider and you had to put it on the spider's web which was quite cool wasn't it yeah. um and then you had a witch's hat and you had to throw hoops on and what was our last game oh and then we played charades and then the kids wanted to play chinese whispers Aww. so shout out to rage for hosting an amazing uh, halloween party yeah, i saw the photos on facebook of the food and i couldn't believe the details she'd gone to and she had like a pumpkin cut out with all nachos and things coming out so it looks like the pumpkins vomited which is gross but it was very clever and um all the little cupcakes and cakes with little spiders on. Well, the kids made them they're, they're, they're the ones that the kids made which is just pretty oh, cool isn't it the sale was amazing i just because i looked at all the photos that you and her yeah. And the food was, you know, you'd have loved it. Yeah. It was really clever what she did, you know. Yeah, proper Halloween. And the house looked great. With the, they do these big nets. Don't they? they only had a few trick or treaters, but I love it. Oh, I, just, I didn't have one trick or treater this year. This is the first year I haven't had a trick or treater. Oh, did you put a pumpkin in the path with the candles? No, because I didn't know. Somebody said if you didn't have a pumpkin, they, they brought this thing out that if you haven't got a pumpkin, they wouldn't knock. Or the decoration so they know that you're. Yeah. Because if people haven't got things, it's like if you put something else, it's like saying, "Oh, come on, I've got some." No, stuff. but I know I've never put anything out, and I've always had loads of little people, and I've got a whole tub of Haribo that I've got to eat now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> gutted. <laughs> um, so Jill, um, positive challenge. Positive challenge is bringing in the money. It really is a positive because we can do it, but um, it's bringing in the money. And it's really, I love, I love corporate and we haven't got any corporates and I just love to get a couple Brilliant. of those into corporate and get on with it. What yeah. about a business maybe to make your charity of the year? Yes. Next year? Absolutely. Yeah. I love so any, okay. Any business owners out there or anyone who works in a large company or a supermarket or something, anyone who can recommend Gillian's charity Bradbury Fields um so local enterprise probably to make them the charity of the year for the new year and maybe do Absolutely. some fundraising Brilliant. Yeah, we, can offer, we can offer um awareness training back you know yeah that kind of and thing. the awareness training is amazing yeah. and the stuff that they tell you so we were talking about on one of them um and a little girl um thought an elephant was this big and it was squashy and um, when when they were saying describe an elephant, and she said, "Oh, it's about this big, and, and it's squashy," and everyone was like, "Oh, you know, why is she saying that?" Yeah. And somebody had given her a teddy bear of an elephant and said, hey, "This is an elephant," right. and she didn't say so she didn't know what an elephant was. And then for her, and there was another little girl who um, thought a squirrel was a bird because a squirrel lives in in trees, doesn't it? You know, and um, and it's all little things like that that you learn on the awareness chain and that makes you just think, wow, you know, and uh, and they ask you some really difficult questions on it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it really, really makes you think. I got a little bit emotional in it because I was just thinking, wow, you know, the, the stuff yeah. that these people go through. Um, but probably nobody else would get emotional over that. They, they, mm -hmm. I mean, they have a tiny tears on that, like, but but they, they really get you thinking of different um, yeah. different scenarios and 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 not in, not in a bad way, is it? You know, it, but it's amazing. It's, it's a really really uh, phenomenal training course that we went on. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, so amazing. So we're going to say a massive, massive thank you to Gillian. We could talk to you forever because uh, and all the amazing stuff. We'll put all of your um, details of, of Bradbury Field and all the events. And if you're around and about, go down to the car boot sale or car boot market on um, Saturday. Um, and, uh, you know, it is amazing to see what they do there. And um, 
Gillian has a positive quote that she's going to, a closing quote that she's going to live by. But first, I'm going to say a massive thank you to Sandra. Massive thank you again to Gillian. We will see you all next week. And Gillian's going to close the show. My, I, the thing I live by is I really think we're put on this earth to make a difference. So, you know, maybe every day you don't feel it, but at the end of the week, look back and go, yeah, I did make a difference. Amazing. Yeah. You do make a difference to people's lives, Gillian. You certainly do. And keep on, keep on carrying on, isn't it? You know, keep on the good work and stuff like that. And yeah, make a difference. You know, if you can make that one little thing every single day um, to somebody else, then then do it, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. thank you so much, and we will see you all next week. I'm gonna bye bye. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.